Hello and welcome to JudgeCast. This is episode 281. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Perlman, and I am joined this evening, afternoon, morning drive to work by the one and only... Well, we don't have Samantha Har tonight. Our listeners may or may not know, uh, Sama is in grad school. And occasionally school projects come up, you know, this pesky, you know, grades and stuff like that and make it uh, requires her to uh, do that instead, you know, instead of instead of hanging out and listening to uh, bad puns about 80s movies. But we do have, I would say, a very special guest, but he's not a guest. Uh, I would like to introduce everyone to our third co-host. Mr. Charles Featherer. Hello, everybody. Uh, I'm Charles. Uh, I have been uh, in the judge community for a number of years, and I know that uh, I have the floor for a few seconds, so I'm going to tell you a little bit. What What's that number? What number? Yeah, you what said number? A, a number of years. like A number of years? Well, it's seven years. Seven years I've, I've been a judge. Um, I, I was made a judge in, in May of, uh, 2015, uh, Joe Steet was actually the judge that tested me. Um, I have a small, funny story about that, but first I'm just going to tell you a little bit about me. Uh, I've been married for about 25 years. I have two adult children. Uh, I've been playing magic for a little over 11 years now. Um, a lot of times my younger son, Jacob, uh, comes to events with me. And he's one of the reasons why I actually play and got into the game. Um, just as Sam is currently in grad school, I completed grad school back in January. Uh, and being 49 years old and going through grad school was not the easiest thing in the world. I, I think that uh, I, I was very lucky to go through that. So a little bit about me in judging. Uh, I am currently in L2. Uh, I was made an L2 in uh, 2018. Since I've been in judging, I have been a part of a number of projects. Um, projects are a little bit, <laughs> yeah, what do I say about projects? Um, projects are, are an old thing and a new thing. Um, for a little while, we didn't have them. But in the before times, before Judge Academy, projects were a way for judges to get involved and support the community and volunteer roles and, and do different things. Um, one of the projects I was on was actually a project that was headed up by Brian Perlman. What? And uh, I, I had a good time on that project. That was a level one redefinition project. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I mean, it, judging is such a fun experience. I've been doing it for a number of years. Um, and I'm, I'm always enthusiastic about it. Yeah. The Specifically, the, the L1 project, The you were actually one of the first people I thought of when we were doing that because... This was like 20, 2018, 2019 era. I think you were still in L1 at the time, and then you went ahead and and bumped up to level two on me. Yeah, during uh, the course of the project. I get, and and <laughs> yeah. one, of, one of the things that you wanted to do is you wanted to make sure you had fair representation. So right. I remember you reaching out to people from different countries, um, from different backgrounds, and you also reached out very purposefully to L1s, uh, to several of us, to make sure that we were a part and we had a voice on the project. I thought that was really important. And one other thing that we did, we discovered, because uh, at one point I was like, Featherer, that's a, that's a very interesting last name. <laughs> um, and we found out it's, uh, that I went to high school with your sister? 
This is true. Uh, my <laughs> my sister Tara is three years younger than I am, and and you went to school with her. I think through the the county system in Albemarle, right? Yeah, in Virginia. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, I had been going to school in Charlottesville. My parents moved to Albemarle, and about the same time that they moved to to Albemarle, I um, went to live with my father. So I never had a chance to actually meet Brian while he was in school. But it's really funny because he went to school with my sister, and and I still I still think that that's actually one of the funniest things that to I mean, that's a pretty that. that's a pretty big coincidence. Yeah, because because at the time at the time that we met, I was living in I lived in Florida, and you were up in. Uh, New England, right? Uh, yeah, New Jersey. I, I've New been Jersey. up here for a while, a while. Awesome. Well, glad to have you on the on the show. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm I'm a little I'm a little bummed that that Sam couldn't be here. Also, uh, and for our listeners, this isn't like a replacement or anything like that. It's just schoolwork's got to happen. Got to take priority over this little podcast here. Oh, and I, I am absolutely bummed as well. I, I really like, I really enjoy listening to the two of you uh, every every two weeks or so when a podcast drops. I look forward to it, and I'm I'm so excited to be here. It's unreal. Yeah, good. Yeah. And then and the next next episode is gonna be an Unfinity, probably an Unfinity release notes episode, but that's next week. This yeah yeah we'll 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 talk about that a lot because <laughs> I have thoughts and feelings about that <laughs> I yeah it's I have, we'll, I have very we'll, we'll get feelings. into that let's yes. let's not let's not <laughs> but instead of talking about what you should know about Unfinity today this evening afternoon morning drive to work we're going to be talking about things that you as a new L one should know. Or if you are mentoring an L1, uh, things that you want to let them know. So this might even be like a like an FAQ for judges that happen to have that new L1 smell. Exactly. It, you know, consider this. You bridge into a new job, and, and the first time that you're in the job, you, you uh, are a little nervous. You're not sure exactly all the roles and things that you're that are expected of you. That's what we're going to talk about. We're going to try and put uh, a little bit of polish on that and try and help new L1s understand um, how they can best fit into the program and and grow uh, in their new roles. To start out, uh, it's generally a good idea when whenever we talk about like where we are now to have a little bit of, of background on where we used to be, where we came from. Mr. Feather, do you want to tell us about the before times? I thought I'd be an L1 forever. Yeah. <laughs> but before that, before that, um, I was lucky enough to work a couple of different events with some very skilled judges. Uh, I got to work besides Mike Aerosmith. I got to, uh, Baldy, to many of you. I, I got to work beside Sean Doherty, uh, Nic- Nicola uh, Di Pasquale, uh, and, and others. And they all, they all helped me become who I was going to become. Um, they, they taught me a lot about the different roles and responsibilities of judging, um, how to take calls, all of the basics. Generally speaking, it is in order to become a level one judge, the way things happened in, in the before times of judge Academy, there was, there was typically a mentor mentee relationship, uh, that involved some form of in-person mentoring, maybe from a distance uh, instruction over, over IMs and stuff like that. But 
And then, and then at the end of that, typically, because you'd be asking like an L2 for help, they would be the ones that could give you the test. Like there was an interview process. And so many of the questions that you would have would just be, you know, you had a body, you had a belly button that you could poke and get this information from. Now, uh, it's a little, little, little different. What does the, the L1 certification process look like now? Well, currently, the very first thing you do is you set up and you, and you sign up for an account with Judge Academy. Um, once you've signed up for an account with Judge Academy, that opens up the door and you can start to take individual modules. Uh, the modules are broken down into different subjects, such as uh, layers and uh state-based actions, which I'm sure I'm going to get a chuckle at it because we were just talking about it a minute ago. <laughs> yeah. And you go through these different modules and, and at the, at the end of the process, you need to take a test. Um, I think somewhere in there, you can also take the rules advisor test, but when you're ready to take your test in the old system, under the old system, an L2 would print the test out for you. It would hand it to you and would give you some kind words of advice and you'd go and, and, and sit in a quiet corner and, and work on the test. Now, uh, the process is you need to get an endorsement, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the endorsement has to happen before you're actually uh, able to take the test, which is done online. Uh, so in able to get an endorsement, you have to find somebody that's involved, that's an L2 or above, uh, that will actually mentor you and talk to you and work you through that process. The, so you need, and we did an episode uh, a few months ago uh, on the L1 endorsement process, what's necessary, what the L1 should expect from the endorsement process, and the endorsing judge should uh, should expect. Uh, the little bit of advice I'm going to give is if you are looking for someone to endorse you or a mentor, which is a more involved process than just getting an endorsement, you know, there are mechanisms, the Judge Academy forums, Discord, Facebook, your in-store events. But please, please, please don't just go into a Discord room and say, who wants to endorse me? Because when that happens, everyone just kind of is like, ah, someone else will get them. Okay, it's it's sort of like um, uh, in first aid. Uh, Charles, you, you did some stuff with the Boy Scouts, right? Oh, absolutely. I've got yeah. 20 years in there. Awesome. So one of the one of the lessons I remember, I didn't I do not have 20 years, but I remember for my first aid merit badge is if you're giving first aid to someone, don't say something like someone call 911. You look at someone and say you call 911. Okay. Yeah, you have to absolutely assign responsibility in those cases and in this case you have to take responsibility for yourself. Yeah. Cuz if you uh, just if you, Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. I was going to say, if you just stand in a room and say, hey, who wants to who wants to help, then everyone's going to be like, ah, someone else will get it. Much like if you say, someone, please call 911, a lot of people will say, like, ah, someone else will get it. Now, exactly. That's, that's changed a little bit now because everyone's got a cell phone in their pocket. So a, a good way is is you go into these things and just start asking questions because one of the things is judges this is a little tricky. Judges love to answer questions. If you say, like, you know. Hey, I'm having the trouble understanding how dependencies work. You will get four or five judges like flocking and like fighting over each other to explain to you how dependencies work. But if you say, hey, who wants to be my mentor? Mm, a lot of people are going to swipe left. I try and teach those kids that uh, uh, we're taking and, and doing first aid that the thing that you don't yell is you don't yell for help. 
the thing that you yell is you yell for you yell fire because a lot of people want to see something burn. Um, so, wow. Well, they're, they're more interested in that than they are in helping sometimes. And this is the same thing. You know, you, you're going to ask a particular question or questions and somebody will jump up and uh, <laughs> yeah. will, will try and help you with that. Also saying who's going to help me on stuff and things. That's that's really vague. But if you say who wants to help me on understanding why a particular something is bribery and why something isn't, oh yeah, I'll I'll get involved in that conversation because there's a there's an entry point and an exit point. Now you might slow roll me and ask me more questions, and then before I know it, I've been helping you. You know, it's like you done got me. I believe with uh, a Judge Academy, you have to take the rules advisor modules first. So, like, the the rules advisor modules are rules-based. Uh, I think they call them, like, the core competency. But then, as a level one, because the thing that separates a rules advisor from a level one is the interest in running events. A rules advisor, you're you're just interested in the rules, okay? What sets, what sets you apart when you want to become a level one judge is your interest in actual community building and event management and making events happen. It's more than just, I understand how, you know, trample over planeswalkers works, you know, right on an animated Gideon. So, <laughs> right. So we, we get to these basics and we, and we go through these basic steps. And then after that, what we want to do is uh, we want to move to the next step. So what is the next step, Brian? Uh, so the action, are you talking about, uh, I have just completed my test or. Well, um, let's see, where are we? Uh, We've jumped around. You can, you can do that or we can talk a little bit about how the mentoring relationship works for a few minutes because, because ultimately you want to find a mentor and, and we did mention that there was a show. Um, yep. So you are required to get an endorsement. Okay. You are not required to get a mentor, but a mentor is infinitely better. So an endorsement is just a certification. Uh, yes, I, Brian Perlman certify that this person is a real person and my talks with them have shown that they will not be an embarrassment to the program. There's your endorsement. Or I, I have certified that they actually have a, uh, a judge home, you know, because uh, and this is at least me me personally, like becoming a judge and not actually having a place to judge kind of sucks. Yeah, you absolutely need that. You know, like if you, you're like, I'm a level one now and now you go out to stores, you know, that's a real awkward conversation where it's like, I I'm a level one. Let me judge for you. And they go, no, you're like, I, <laughs> I uh, or we already got a guy. Something along those lines. It, it, it kind of so. I I want to make sure. Me personally, I want to make sure that if I'm certifying someone, that they have they have a place. So so long as they have a place, you're going to give them the endorsement. You're going to give them a nice endorsement, not just a hey, I met this guy and I or, or girl and I and person. I think they're they're great. Um, you're you're going to listen to episode two sixty seven for all of that wonderful information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I looked and then, uh, <laughs> and then after that, you're going to start to talk to them and, and build them up and get them ready to take that test. 
um, at some point in time, they're going to go off into the wilds and they're going to take the test. When they do that, uh, they will become a level one, or if they don't pass the test in a couple of weeks, they'll get another chance at it. And eventually, so long as they really want it, and that's that's where their head is at, they're going to become a judge. Yeah. So now, what happens then? Well, you made a you made a, a an aside statement that I kind of want to touch on a little bit. You said sure if they they take the test and if they don't make it in a couple of weeks, they can try again. I've seen on Discord uh, recently uh, several people come in. And express dissatisfaction at having to wait. Why can't I just take the test again? Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. And so there are a, a few reasons for that. One, we don't want you to just grind the test. I mean, like the test pool isn't infinite. So, you know, the idea of I can grind the test until I can get a passing grade is not a mentality that we want to encourage. It's look at the test, look at the area. If you fail, you didn't miss the question by one. Okay. If you, you know, the passing score is a, a 70 and you get a 68 and you're like, oh, I only missed it by one. Let me retake it and I can just play, like play the random number game and maybe this time I get it. No, you didn't just miss one question. You missed, you know, 12 questions or however, however many it is. I've got, I currently have the Dean's voice going through my head from Animal House. 0.0. It's not quite that bad. Yeah. So we're not, not saying that, you know, you need to get a perfect score, but by, by getting a 68, you identified a lot of areas that you need to, you need to work on. So the, the, the cool down is there to give you that time. Now, if you just kind of sit and don't do anything and then just wait the two weeks and just want to grind the test again, sure, that's your call. But you're not taking advantage of the opportunity that we... You can absolutely retake a module uh, if you identify the first time through that you are weak in a particular area. Policy, for example. Go back through and take the module on on the judging it regular document or the jar. Um, if there's some other space where you're where you're a little weak. Go and ask your mentor. Say, hey, you don't want to actually tell them the exact question. You're not supposed to do that. But say, hey, um, I had some difficulty with steps to casting a spell, and I got hung up on on this type of situation. Can you help me with that? Do you have some other uh, different learning resources that I can go to to take a look at things and, and, and get a better foundation so that the next time I take the test, I do better? You want to get if you're if you're serious about judging, you want to go ahead and get uh, the jar and the comp rules on your mobile device. Let's let's be real. People don't sit in front of a, a desktop for hours like they might have uh, ten years ago. And have the CR up. You you want the CR on your phone. You want the jar on your phone. I, I hear movies. really really old judges used to carry around a binder. Or was there a binder at events? Did it? Was that was that true? <laughs> that is true. Generally, the binder was for Oracle text for cards. Okay. okay. Wow. <laughs> but right, right. Uh, but there were there were people that would actually like print out copies of the IPG and have them and have them like in their backpack or stuff like that. Phones are really miraculous things. They really are, and the, the the thought process has changed on them a lot. When when I started judging, the idea of having your phone out at an event 
was you're on your phone. You're not paying attention to the event. So there was a, a huge focus on on knowing all like having an encyclopedic knowledge of the, the policy docs and stuff like that because you didn't have any hoot. That's the before times. That's 12 years. Right. right, right. Um, so you pass the test. Right. That's that's exactly where we want you to be. And then once you've passed the test, what's the very next thing that you can do? What what do you want to run an RCQ? Want to go? Yeah, that's what we were trying to get to. Yeah, let's run that RCQ. No, please don't. Please, please don't. Please don't. Brian's going to say it again, just for emphasis. But please don't go out and run an RCQ right off the bat. No. Go out and run an FNM. Go out and run a dozen FNMs. Yeah. Before you run that RCQ, get a lot of individual judging experiences under your belt and then try and find an experience where you can work with other judges to get more experience under your belt. RCQs are complicated little things because they rely, they, they require you to have so much knowledge. And while the program prepares you for it, they don't prepare you for everything. And there's no substitute for actually going out and doing the thing, being on the floor taking calls, learning about um, pairings and what goes wrong with, with the different software that we use to run the program and how to keep players uh, moving through the event. There's no substitute for actual experience doing that. The, the, level, the level one certification, certifications are a floor, not a ceiling, in the sense that when you certify for, for level one, you have been certified to... That you are you are certified to run a mediocre F and M, okay. That's that's kind of what the what the what the floor is, okay. For for L one is me, mediocre, okay. Uh, and an RCQ something like that is is a comp relevant, not a regular relevant. So what you want to do is is you want to go from from mediocre to to excellent at at F and M, and then. Then you can start being mediocre at RCQs. And this was something I didn't understand um, seven years ago when I was going through the process to become an L1. I conflated the JAR and the IPG. And so let's let's explain the difference between the two for a moment so you, you get the groundwork. The JAR is judging at regular document. Okay, It's two pages long. It's designed to be easily accessible not only by judges, but also by laypersons, by TOs, if they don't have a judge to work the event. They need to be able to read a quick document and understand, okay, this is the situation, this is what I do, and this is how I fix it. The JAR is perfectly designed for that. The IPG is not. The IPG is the Infraction Procedure Guide. The IPG is 30 or 40 or 50 pages now. It's it's 30 pages now. It's less less than 30 or 27. right. A lot of the solutions are flowcharty, so you have to be able to navigate through various conditions that may be on or off in, in the situation that you're dealing with. It's a little complex. The JAR is what you're tested for to make L1. So when you've made L1, you've, stated, you've shown that you have some level of competency navigating policy at that level. You haven't shown any knowledge of being able to navigate the IPG yet. That's what working events and working events, hopefully with some other judges, will help get you. We we often say that judges are responsible for keeping keeping it fair, keeping it fun. And that's true at all events you work. However, the focus is a little bit different. At regular, 
I would say that the goal of keeping it fun takes priority. You know, if you want to say like it's a 55-45 split. And then at Comprel events, the priority is keeping it fair. Again, the 45 the the 55-45 split. And <laughs> right. Well, well, you know, I don't want anybody to be like, well, Brian said that RCQs aren't supposed to be fun. No, they're supposed to be hella fun. Okay. But the the focus is a little bit different, mainly because of the, the shift in the, the magnitude of prizes. Okay. So what you want to do is, as a, as a level one, I realize that there's this, you know, I'm in a level one. I want to go for level two. I want to go for level three. There's, there's a level focus of I want to get that next ding. Okay. But at the same time, if you try and rush through, you're going to fall flat because there are a lot of soft skills that you learn along the way that when you just, if you, if you just rush and go through the modules and try and get a, you know, I, I need to work the one event and get this stuff. You're going to skip a whole lot of stuff. So how but, do you find that stuff? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so awesome segue. Um, one of the first things you should do. Okay. And, and I, well, mean, we, 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 I, I listen to the show a lot. Yeah. I, I am, I am not only a, a client, I am also, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I listen to the show a lot. We've beat, we've, I know we've beat the drama on, on RCQs and I think it's important to continue to do it. And we're going to continue to do it. I'm sure. Um, but we also have a lot of information that we want to share about what new L ones do need to know. Yep. So how do they find those jobs? How do they find, how do they find opportunities? And I'm going to tell you that there are two or three main ways to do it. But there's no substitute for walking in the door of your LGS, walking up to the person behind the counter and saying, hi, my name is, I am a new L1 and I'd like to help you run events. It, it is, it is going, going and talking to the stores. I, I said earlier that it can be a little bit, it can be a little bit awkward. Okay. Like you want to, you want to have a familiarity with the store, but if you don't, if you've moved, you know, a an opportunity to work an event is not going to fall in your lap like manna from heaven. Okay, no, right. You you gotta go out and do the legwork. And this is this is this is for for F and M's. You've got to introduce, and you got to be willing to accept no. You know, I would actually suggest probably instead of just walking up to the TO and being like, "Hey, will you be my friend?" You <laughs> you play in F and you play in the F and M's once, twice, three times. You help some people out, you know, you know, friendly type, not the not the bossy know it all kind of type. And I've always likened it to kind of like letting a strange dog sniff your hand a few times before you try and pet it. <laughs> right. Right. If you just walk up to a TO and like, I'm a level one, I want to work your events. They're probably going to be like, well, who's this guy or who's this person? But if you've if you've played in a few F and M's, you've spent some money, you've chatted a little bit with the with the with the TO. Suddenly, it's not such an awkward conversation. But let's maybe talk about some of the more mechanical stuff that that judges should do so when you become level one, right? Like I think one of the very first and this is this is a pet peeve of mine. So this this should be one of the one of the first things you do to get off my pet peeve list is setting up the account settings so that people can find you in the system in judge Academy. Like you have the ability to on the judge Academy website under the privacy settings to control what is and is not visible. So if, by default, you're invisible, right? 
you are default, you are invisible by default, thanks European Union and your uh, privacy rules. So when you get the Judge Academy account uh, uh, set up, no one can see you. You actually have to go in and make that change and say, people can see my name, people can see my location. Well, if people are going to find you and maybe ask if you can work an event, they need to be able to find you and not just unknown, you know, Mrs. Unknown Unknown from Unknown Wisconsin. Who am I kidding? It doesn't even say Wisconsin. It just says Unknown Unknown. Right. And while you're in there playing with that and changing those settings, you should also take a look around a little bit more because you can also set it up so that you receive notifications. And what kind of notifications do you want to receive? You want to receive notifications about events that are either happening in your area or you want to receive notifications that are happening online. Um, the online stuff is specifically for conferences because we're still running some conferences online and we'll talk about that in a moment. But Judge Apps is uh, – Judge hmm, – wow. Uh, Judge Academy is a great resource um, for making connections. There's also forums, which aren't used as much as probably the Discord. Yeah. Um, but there's – and you can also make some connections there as well. But – there's there's different ways to to reach out and different ways to be notified of what's happening. Uh, speaking of Discord, um, there's two notes I guess I want to make about Discords. Um, the first is is that Judge Academy does have a Discord. Um, it's fairly well populated. You can go into it and under uh, one of the channels in the top four or five options, I believe, um, you can set your region. Um, so you want to set your region to wherever your home base is. I'm in New Jersey. Uh, so my region is USA East. Uh, you're in Florida. So your region's South? South. Yep. South. Um, you set your region so that you can get into that local chat and you can find, uh, make more connections there with judges and also possibly TOs. Um, but you should also check and see if maybe your store or your local players or your local region has some kind of a magic discord. Um, that's another great way to get a foot in the door and also start to, to get to know players and possibly other judges in your area better. Yep. Yeah. And you definitely want to, for the judges in your area, you definitely want to start building relationships. We talk about most, a lot of the fondness, uh, for the judge program is the friendships and the people uh, you know, the, the real judge program is the friends we made along friends the way. Friends we made along the way. Right. Um, <laughs> if you are just staying in your, in your, in your store and just working at that, uh, at, at the, I don't want to say at that level, but at that level of engagement where you don't leave the four walls of your local game store, you are really missing out on a lot of the richness that the judge program offers. And if and that's you, that's fine. You know, you can absolutely do that and, and have a very fulfilling uh, career doing that within the judge program. But in able to really get the, the experience, you have to step outside just a little bit. Yep. And the best way to get opportunities outside your local game store is to already know people and to already have people vested in you. People that you've already tricked into caring about you. <laughs> I've tricked a couple of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and turns out the easiest way to trick people into caring about you is just talking about judging because turns out we all kind of like doing that. So that you, you immediately have a topic that we're all interested in. 
You know, the funny thing is, is that you can you can find them also, you know, gathered in in little huddles of of judges at these things called conferences. Um, hmm. While we're coming out of the pandemic to some extent, we are we have been doing some in person conferences, also online, um, but. Conferences are these amazing opportunities to network with other judges, and you can find them by going to the events page of the Judge Academy and just searching for that. You also get you know a benefit of attending conferences other than just making friends. Uh, there's some foil compensation that happens with com- with conferences, mm-hmm. but that's not what it's really about. It's about it's about getting to go, um, learn from new people, learn new perspectives about how to judge and how to do things. And then also go to lunch with them and talk to them and find out about their stories and find out what they're doing. Um, your personal growth as, as an L1 uh, begins with really talking to other people and finding out what they do and how uh, different events work best for them. You'll never know what you can figure out. Um, I learned, uh, I, I spent, I don't know, two or three years um, at a draft table uh, learning uh, or, or learning that the winnings would be based upon um, if you're in first place, you get four packs. If you're in second or third place, you get two packs and so on down the line. And then somebody turned around and said, hey, what about pack per win at one of the at one of the conferences as I was at? And I was like, pack per win. That's insanity. But it's great. It's great. It takes a lot of the pressure out of something that should be a nice, low key, fun event such as drafting. And, and turns it around and, and makes it so that everybody has a chance every time they sit down in a match and everybody plays through and plays all three matches for the most part. It's kind of cool. Yeah. You find these things out when you attend conferences. Yeah. And that doesn't even necessarily have to be in a presentation. That could just be chatting. Uh, a little secret of conferences, the initial conferences while billed as an opportunity for judges to gather together and learn, learn, learn from each other, the goal was to get judges together to network and to meet each other. So, like, the, the presentations weren't necessarily the reason for getting everyone together. The, reason, the, the, the purpose was to actually just get everyone together. And the education at that, at that time was the method to to offer and and see that that happened but the the networking was was what was important with the original conferences incidentally or ironically or i don't know uh, <laughs> one of those i words um when we first started doing online conferences in the wake of covid um after a short time of, of doing them i i sat down and i wrote a, a few pages of thoughts about what was working and what wasn't working and one of the things that I identified was was networking wasn't happening, um, and and that was something that as time went on, conference organizers got much much better at. <laughs> but networking is so important that I didn't feel like I was involved in the conferences that I was attending, yeah. and, and I'm so glad that we got that worked out to some degree for the for the online conferences. And uh, again, just a just a reminder: you can go into uh, on Judge Account, uh, uh, Judge Account, Judge Academy. You can set your notifications up so that when new events of the various types are created, you get notifications. They also have for forum posts, like announcements and stuff like that. You can set them up so that you get 
you know, official announcements. You subscribe to getting official announcements from Judge Academy. They're not going to send you emails that you don't opt into. So you want to be sure to make sure that your notifications are set so that you become aware so that, you know, maybe you're not on Facebook 24-7. Like me. Yeah. And so <laughs> you might miss the fact that that a conference was announced or you're in your regional discord and it's a very active chat and someone announces a conference, but it's 50 messages up and ain't nobody got time to scroll up. You want to make sure that you go into Judge Academy and you set both your email settings for, for notifications. You want to make sure that your event announcements are set so that you get those notifications. And then when you do get, you want to make sure they go to an email account that you read and then you actually want to read them. Yeah. There's also, what are some other things that you want to connect to? Uh, Facebook, a lot of, a lot of regions still have Facebook accounts. I think most of the regions in the U.S. have, have a Facebook regional account of some kind. I, I would imagine that uh, most of the other regions also have their own Facebook groups. Yeah, I, uh, some of them have like WhatsApp, like uh, so a lot of the non-U.S. Uh, regions might have like a WhatsApp account or a Discord. Sure. It, well, we used to have a Slack account, too, uh, which we don't actually currently maintain one at this time. Um, it, it, look, we all suffer from. Uh, having too many options for information sometimes and what's the primary notification method. Um, but you'd be well served by checking out if, if you use Facebook, checking out the, what Facebook options there are. You'd be well served if you use Twitter to make sure that you're signing up for the Judge Academy Twitter feed, following a couple of prominent judges perhaps. Um, if you use um, Tumblr, you definitely want to follow the uh, Judge Cast Tumblr page. I'm <laughs> looking through my microphone and I'm staring. <laughs> Wait, well, here's the funny thing. You said Tumblr, and my first thought was, I was like, Tumblr? Who's got a Tumblr account? And then you were like, the Judge Cast. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> I should probably check and make sure that that's still updating. That's, that's a, well. I've I've had some like like Facebook and Twitter have both made like some app changes within the last few months and like our auto poster broke and I don't know enough about web page stuff to fix it so I've just opted to start doing it manually because ain't nobody got time for that. But very very specifically though, there are a couple of tools that are really important to new judges and whatever will work for you, put to your own personal toolkit. Um, a couple of them that I just want to highlight, Judge Academy Discord, um, they have a couple of channels. They have a rules channel or two. They have a policy channel or two. They have a channel called SOS. Um, if you're not familiar with the acronym, it either means save our ship or save our souls. It is a I am in trouble right now channel. I'm going to type something in here and I'm going to get help right away. There are people that watch that thing all the time. So you could be running your own event drowning in a question and feel like you need to wave the surrender flag. Don't do that. Take a minute, post on that channel. Um, the judge IRC is still functional. If you go to Google and you search judge IRC, uh, internet relay chat, it's not actually, I don't know what it is anymore because I don't know what the backbone for this thing is, but it's not actually an internet relay chat, but it looks like an internet relay chat because it's all web-based. That's my guess. Oh, it's still IRC. It's still connecting it's, to FNet under the under the covers. Oh, good lord! Is it really? Yeah. Wow. Cool. Um, there are 
judge expert, judge rules experts that are tied into that all the time that the second they see a question, they pounce and they give you an answer. Um, so long as you're clear in what's happening, you're going to get really good advice. You have advice that's available at your fingertips. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's three, uh, what they call high priority channels, uh, on the judge Academy discord. There's SOS, SOS commander and tournament software. Okay. And mm. tournament software should be tournament. pretty much easy of, I'm trying to do something in event link and it's being dumb. And I'm, you know, I'm trying to turn the round right now. Uh, you know, the solution is repair. Unfortunately, yes. Thanks, wizards. I, I've, I've actually taken to every anytime someone, uh, someone I tell someone to repair or I have to repair. I always advise and give the players an extra five minutes uh, to send an email to support at wizards.com to let them know how much you appreciate it having to be repaired for this problem that could be so simply fixed with all other versions of their tournament software. Yeah. Thanks, Watsy. Uh, there's also SOS and SOS Commander. And the, the, the um, so one of the other things I find interesting in, in when we were doing the show notes for this is I, I knew right away that there was something that we had to change because the show, the show was previously aired um, in the hundreds somewhere. Um, I had the number before we started. Okay. I went looking uh, back for it and didn't see it. So, yeah, it must be a ways, ways back. Yeah, uh, 196. No, that was me. That was my first appearance on the show. Um, so it, it was ways back is the way that we get shirts and badges has changed. Um, before COVID before, before judge Academy enabled to get a shirt, you either had to get somebody to, um, give you one, um, which may or may not be an extra that they, they got from a GP at some point in time, or you had to be staffed for a GP. If you wanted one of the black shirts with the really cool official magic judge logo, um, or if your region was doing some kind of a shirt deal and they were putting together some kind of a special regional specific shirt, then you could have ordered one through that. Uh, nowadays, it's much easier. Once you're a judge, you can go to uh, MTG Pro, mtgproshop.com. Uh, there's a Judge Academy section and you can go in there and you can order your own Judge Academy shirt but you don't have to. And I think that's really important. You only need a shirt if you don't have a black polo or if for some reason it's required or whatever. Most of the time when we judge, we just wear, wear a nice clean black shirt um, for F&Ms, a, a, a pair of comfortable pants. You need to look respectable. I don't know how much more <laughs> Brian yeah. wants to say about this, but the bottom line is, is you, you can judge. Look, when I judge at FNM, I'm not actually working for the store. I'll take a call or two. I'm just in my regular civvies. I, I just walked in. I'm playing with everybody else. Somebody has a judge question. I jump up. I tell the player that I'm with, I'm going to take this call. You'll get an extension. I'll be right back. I go and I take the call. In um, general, yeah. at FNM, you do not want to wear your judge shirts, especially if you're playing in the event. At the same time, like if you're judging at a pre-release and playing in it, or you're judging and playing in an F and M, you in general, I'm sure there are some judges that's like, no, well, my players appreciate knowing that I'm the authority figure. It's like, well, you know, at a 20 person event, they figure it out because you're the person giving the announcements up at the beginning of the event, right? <laughs> they know. Um, 
and sitting across from someone wearing a judge shirt at an FNM, like th- you're basically going like, I am the authority figure for this event. I am also your opponent. Let us play and have good time. Little intimidating. Yeah. It's, let's have mandatory fun. All right. <laughs> so yeah, t- at FNM, definitely now, if you're going to be doing, uh, you know, like a day of pre-releases and you're not playing any of the events, yeah, you know, Judge Polo, you know, rock your colors, rock your regional thing, rock the Judge Judge Academy uh, Polo, go for it. Knock yourself out. There's a third option. Yeah? Yeah, there's a yeah. third option. A Shirt, lot of L1s. Shirtless. A lot of, oh, no, no. It's not Florida. The shirtless barbarian work. <laughs> Flor- Florida. Shoeless. <laughs> Shoeless Joe Jackson. No, no shirt, no uh, shoes. Sounds like I'm doing an F&M. Right. No, yeah. no. The, the, uh, the third option is, is a lot of L1s happen to be store employees. So maybe they wear the store employee, the, the store shirt. Um, and that's perfectly fine as well. Uh, getting a shirt, though, is actually really good because it helps you feel like you are part of something. Like, it is actually, uh, if you are on a st- event with multiple judges, when you are all wearing the same shirt, the same uniform, it makes you feel more like a cohesive unit as opposed to three random people, you know, co-located at an event together. Yeah. And Judge Academy making this easy to get these shirts. I mean, it's chef's kiss. It's wonderful. Um, there was a period of time for about, I think it was almost two years, where getting the the, the traditional black shirts was extremely difficult. Um, yeah. they, were, they were in short supply. Some events would have them. Some events wouldn't. The events that had them sometimes wouldn't have your size. There were all kinds of little issues. Yeah. Um, and in, in addition to getting your shirt, at the same time, you can get a name badge. Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something, Brian? I think they should get two. I think oh, really? they should buy. I think they should buy two because do you know how easy it is to lose those things? Uh, I do. It, it, it takes you a whole minute. Buy two of them. They don't cost a lot. Um, they have a little ma- a magnetic backing. They're they're and they're wonderful. They're they they identify you as being somebody other than other judge, which is a whole nother show topic at some point in time. I'm sure. And they have some levels of uh, pers- uh, personalization. Like you are allowed, you you specify your name, you can specify your pronouns, you can put your languages. Um, I will say that if you are one of these people that can speak like four or five or six languages, don't don't put them all on your badge because it looks terrible with them all written out. It really does. the 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 old judge the old uh, judge badges used to use flags to indicate language, but that created some problems uh, when using a geopolitical symbol to correlate uh, language. For example, uh, <laughs> if you are from Ukraine and speak. Russian, you probably don't want a Russian flag on your badge right now. No, that's um, very easily understood. Yeah. So instead, they'll just use the the three letter uh, ISO code for your language. But yeah, you can you can do nicknames uh, on, on the badge. So it's 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 nice. You can. Um, I think there are still some limitations. 
I will tell you, and I'll, I'll, I'll save all of our listeners from trying. Um, they will not issue a badge that says other judge on it. They just won't. Um, it's good policy. Um, so please don't ask. Oh, really? Have people tried? <clears throat> Maybe. Yeah? Maybe. Nice. They, they wouldn't do it. And I, ha- I, ha- I thought I had a good reason. So there are, there are forums on Judge Academy. Um, they are not heavily used. People tend to prefer Discord. However, I think today, for example, uh, there was actually a conversation today that kind of illustrates, in a, in a sense, forums being superior. There was a discussion that took place on the on the forums today, or not on the forums, on the Discord, that was like 300 comments, and people were just talking past each other. And it was just a lot of like quick comments. Whereas in a forum post, I think people would think a little bit more about what they were what they were going to say and make more long form answers, persuasive arguments rather than just you know little little half tweet sized comments, and then it just scrolls past and it's gone. You know, uh, it's a weapon for a more civilized time, is what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the forums are less useful now because we don't really have what's called O anymore, which is uh, a source for official answers. Uh, we used right. to we used to have that. We don't have that now. But so for L ones for brand new L ones, we used to have this thing that was really cool that we don't have anymore. So uh, uh, sorry, I brought it up. <laughs> yeah, go ask your parents. Yeah. Um, so one of the other things that you can do in Judge Apps and, and as an L1 is, and it's something that's a little bit, a little bit, I feel it's a little bit lost in time um, because we don't have as many big events as we used to. We don't have as much call for it is there's, there's a tool there where you can write a review. Um, <laughs> writing a review is, is something that you would do if you want to tell another judge uh, either something that they did great. It's an attaboy or it's something that they can do better, or it's something that you want to share with them about a, an observation of something that they did, and and you just want to talk about it for a few minutes. Um, reviews used to be very commonplace, right, Brian? They they were yes, they they were yeah, out of one GP, you'd get you know fifty or hundred or maybe even more reviews. Um, judges would talk about other judges. It's part of the feedback cycle. It's part of the mentoring cycle. It's it's a way to transmit information and and have a record of it. So, you know, you get this review, you get it, and it says, "Hey, Charles, um, you were really great on deck checks this month, or, or at this event. Uh, I saw you do these two things that were really outstanding. Um, this other thing that you did, I'm not quite sure where you picked it up, but it's a really bad habit. Please stop." And then. Charles would have a way to go back and look at this in six months and say, Hey, I've really, I've really improved on this thing. I, I I've really gotten better about this. And it's also a way for Charles to pass down the information to somebody else later on. You know, you, you learn something through the process and then you can help write a review to help educate another judge or, or share some information with another judge in a way that they can go back and reference it later. Reviews are amazingly, amazingly helpful I think that we should be doing it more. So please try and, and dig that out um, in Judge Judge Academy and, and make some use of that at events coming up. Like 
maybe if you're going to Magic 30 or one of the other events, <laughs> um, <laughs> we chuckle um, because the uh, the uh, information came out about who's uh, going to be staffing Magic 30 today. It's it's a great tool, um, and I wish more judges would use it, and I hope somebody will review me at some event in the future. Yeah. The the thing I want to say about about reviews is as a, as a new L1 – uh, first off, you're probably not going to get a review or be able to give a review unless you work an event with another with judge. If you're just solo, yeah. if you're just solo working the event, who who's reviewing you? Who who are you reviewing? All right. Can we come back but, to that in a second? Sure. So, but when you get a review, okay, even if it contains negative stuff, okay, it comes from a uh, it, it doesn't come from a place of hate. Like if someone writes you a review. And it's and it's bad, you know. Don't think like, oh my god, they hate me. It's like, no, they don't because they spent time. Like, like one of the reasons why there's not a whole lot of reviews is because it actually takes like real effort to write one, and you don't spend real effort to write a review for someone that you hate or that someone that you don't like. Like, you write a review against about someone that you're genuinely vested in their in their performance, and. Even if it's got, you know, if it's got good stuff, great. If it's got bad stuff, that's still great because you've got someone that's vested enough in you to observe what you were doing, make a note of it. Sometime later, they wrote it down and they tried to communicate. Like, there's a whole bunch of things that you can talk about, like proper, you know, the best way to give a review, stuff like that. But the fact that you got one means that the writer gives an S. You know, and I'm going to say that because, you know, want to keep the clean content. Well, I hope, I hope they give some other letters, too. I mean, we don't yeah. Want to just. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they give all the letters. All the letters. All the all letters. All the letters. Even a little bit, of, a little bit of punctuation if you're if you've been especially good. So, yeah. So, OK, so you wanted to come back and revisit something about reviews? Yeah, because right at the very beginning, uh, Brian said, you know, if you're working an event by yourself, you're probably not getting reviewed. That's possible. But. Judge Academy and the previous iteration, Judge Apps, had the ability for you to also do what was called a self-review. Um, if you log into Judge Academy and you go into your account, it, there's a tab for my reviews, and you'll see reviews that you've received and reviews that you've written. But at the bottom of that, to the left-hand side, it says, leave a self-review. You can actually write a review about yourself. You can talk about the different mistakes you may have made in an event. You can talk about ways that you can improve it. From from an event that you worked by yourself, you can talk about problems that you came across, solutions that you found. And again, it's a historical record that you can go back to and you can say, hey, look, I've improved. Or, hey, I'm still doing that bad habit. I need to stop. Yep, yep. All right. So just to summarize before we move on to the next bit, summarize, uh, get your email settings set up correct. Join your your regional communication mechanisms, whether that's Discord, Slack, Facebook groups, whatever. Get in get in those. You probably already um, uh, did that when you were looking for the endorsement, but if you didn't, do it now. Uh, make sure you know you sign up so that you get notifications for big events in your area, conferences. You know, if uh, if a command fest gets you know comes up, you want to be able to to apply for it. You want to know how to apply apply for events, and then the shirts and badges are available uh, through Judge Academy from MTG Pro Shop. 
there's a link on the Judge Academy website that'll be in the show notes also. And then, you know, maybe maybe just screw up the courage and write a review if you are lucky enough to work a multi-judge event or if you just want to make a record uh, and document your improvement as you continue your journey in this uh, along the path of judginess. That sounds wonderful. I like judginess. Judginess. Yep. So, you know, Brian just summed up a few of the things that we've gone over. And I'm going to sit there and and offer up a couple of quick tips, um, just some things that also summarize a little bit of what we talked about, um, but help also to reinforce it. And I'll give maybe some context for each individual one. Um, the first item is focus on the jar first. When you get your nice, shiny L1 badge, really stick with learning judging it regular first. And there's a, before you jump in, you know, knee deep into the IPG. Um, the IPG is actually really messy. You'll probably dump in, jump in waist deep and find yourself over in, in, in trouble quickly. If you focus on the jar first, the jar has a lot of principles in it that, while it may not be clear, are borrowed from other competitive situations. Um, if you get extremely good at the IPG, or extremely good at the jar, learning the IPG is actually a snap. It's it's much easier. Did, did you know they used to be the same doc? I I, I did, but only okay. because I did a historical thing on the jar at one point in time, and I asked a lot of judges who have been around for a long time backstory. Yeah. So philosophically, the jar and the IPG, like the categories of, of common mistakes and serious behaviors and stuff like that, tend to line up. It's not exact. But common mistakes line up with our G- with our gameplay errors. General unwanted behavior tends to line up with our tournament errors, and serious problems tend to line up with our unsporting conduct penalties. Imagine so, that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's almost like they started as the exact same thing. And, and the other funny thing about the jar for me is is that while it's only two pages, it's very rarely edited. Um, the IPG, when we're full on tournament mode and tournaments are happening all the time, the IPG evolves not rapidly, but it evolves sometimes every other set or every set. Um, there'll be a little change here, a little change there. The jar hasn't been changed in probably over five years now. Yep. And it may not see another change for a couple more years. I know I've sent in a suggestion or two regarding it, but it's only like a line or two that I think should be added to it. So it's possible that you won't see a new jar until 2024 or 2025. Uh, So really learn the jar Um, because even when you're working a big event, you could be thrown on sides or, or some other, some other event where they're not using the IPG. So you really need to have a good foundation in it. Man, Secondly, regu- regular events are the best. They're so much they better are. than Comprel. They're so much they better. Are. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> se- secondly, you want to build relationships with local stores. You don't want to just build relationships with your local store. Uh, if you live in an area where you're lucky enough to have a number of stores within a reasonable drive, build relationships with several of them. Um, if you're, especially if you're interested in working a fair bit, because that way you you start to build reputation with the stores. And they know who to go to when they need help for running eventually RCQs. And, but you're not doing that yet. Remember, don't do that yet. Um, the third, you want to continue to take classes on Judge Academy. 
You can also revisit the old ones, but start to dip your toe into the into the stuff that's available to L2s because, hey, it's there. Why not learn a little bit more in-depth rules about uh, continuous effects or some other topic, which I'm not looking at it right now, but I know that they're there. Yeah. It's and, important to build those skills. And eventually, you know, someone will say, hey, an L2 will say like, hey, I'm running an RCQ. It's going to have 70 players. I'd like to have an L1 uh, helper. And if you're able to come in and say, I've done these modules already, well, then you're a lot, you know, you're a lot more likely to, to be the obvious choice then. Right. Yeah. So. Right. Fourth, learn about additional resources that are available to you. There are so many of them out there. Um, a couple of my personal fav- favorites uh, are cranial insertion. Um, I I don't know if you've found that yet, but it's www.cranialinsertion.com. Um, every couple of weeks or so, they come up with 20 or 30 new questions. And if you create an account there, um, you can have it set up by default so that the questions show up, but the answers don't. So you can kind of noodle your way through it and then choose to see the answer and see if your answer matches their answer. Um, they will often deal with timely things. So if there's a new set, Dominaria United, perhaps um, they might have the first five to eight questions will be about that set. Um, there's also a, a group on Facebook called Ask a Judge. You know how we were talking earlier about SOS Commander and the type of brains that go in behind that? Well, just spend a day watching the questions that get asked on the Ask a Judge Facebook page. It's yeah. mind boggling. I've I've never seen I've seen most of the time on there there's a response within two minutes, uh, never more than like nine, unless someone's asking like a real weird like bribery question that scares a lot of people from answering. Right, right. But right. the the neat thing is is that they're great about answering policy and rules. Um, and if you pay attention to the page enough, and if you want to dip your toes in the water of answering a question, go for it. Go for it. Um, please do that. Um, and then the last thing, the, the last quick tip I have is is build your resume and your cover letter. Um, and, and while it's hard to do that initially, you do it step by step, just like laying a, a, putting a foundation up for a wall. You put it up brick by brick. And over time, um, it starts to come together. You want to build yourself up so that you have a cover letter. Uh, that you can submit as kind of a default document when you're asked for one. Uh, you'll be asked for cover letters when you sign up for conferences. You'll be asked for cover letters when you sign up for officially um, or sign up officially for events through uh, Judge Academy or th- whatever the process is for making the application. Sometimes it's a Google form, uh, and and having a story about yourself really helps. I'm go- I'm going to add in. Uh, two two bits that are somewhat related, and I'm go- I'm going to need to caveat the first one because the, f- the first one is I'm going to say don't be afraid to be wrong outside of events. Okay, <laughs> in, in, <laughs> oh, inside gosh, out, yes. outside of events. Okay, and what I mean by that is when you are engaging in conversations. Okay, there is potentially the fear of. I don't want to speak up or I don't want to say what my my thoughts are because I might be wrong and I don't want to be wrong in public. There's L2s watching or L3s or they're going to think that I'm awful. 
It's like, no, if, if you, if you make a statement and it's incorrect and then you get new information and now you are corrected, you know, you're, you're corrected now, that's actually a good thing, right? That's, that's a positive thing. Would much rather you say something and it's, you know, and you get corrected and now you know that that's not the case anymore than being afraid to speak up and you continue to think the wrong thing. Okay. Now, at events, in events, yes, be afraid to be wrong. Okay. Cause it's low stakes. Like on, on Discord or something like that, it's very, very low stakes in, in being wrong when you're asking questions or, or people are asking your, your volunteering stuff. At events though, you want to be sure that the answer that you're giving is correct. And this is the, the flip side of that is reach out for help when you need it. If you are uncertain, and you have checked the CR and you can't find anything, use the SOS channel, use the rules channel on the Discord, use your local stuff, like like reach out for help. Grab another judge next to you if there is one. Right. Do not go like, eh, this is probably right. And then just shoot from the hip. Okay. If you're not, if you're not sure, look it up, ask for help. Like obviously, you know, best case is you're sure and correct. But if even if you think you, you you think you're right, but you're not sure, you know, reach out for help and don't be don't be afraid to to do that either. You know, again, I guess that that pertains to like, don't be afraid to for for people to know that you were uncertain of an answer. Hell, I, and, I asked a, I asked a rules question uh, in the general just the other day. And like L3s are terrible about, you know, things that they're uncertain because it's like, oh, we're in L3. We should know. We should know everything. You know, asking a question it is admitting that you didn't know something. It's like, no, just ask the question. I don't know. Whatever. This isn't, yeah, this isn't Judge Dredd where we're giving you the book and we're sending you out into the wastes to take the, the rule of law out to, um, you know, man, we're, we're sending you out there and we're telling you, don't be afraid to ask because yeah. believe me. You're going to get a judge call wrong. Yeah. I, I got, I got, I had a day on a GP floor where I got three calls in a row wrong, and I still think back and, and think, what could I have done different? And the first thing I could have done different is I could have asked for help. But in each of those cases, when I made a mistake, we went, we made sure that the players knew right away a mistake was made, and if we could do anything to fix it, we did. And either way, I apologized. Don't forget to apologize to players if you make a mistake, please. It makes a very big difference. Yeah. So that's that's kind of the 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 big thing is is you know obviously when you're giving rulings to players you want to make sure that you're 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 not making you're not making a mistake. So if you're uncertain, reach out, get a second opinion, go find other place. You know, be afraid of making a mistake. But outside of events, when you're just having conversations with judges. Don't be afraid to make a mistake. So, you know, just kind of turn it on and turn it off, depending on the context. You know, no big deal. <laughs> no big exactly. Deal. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking we've actually gotten through most of this. Yes. Yeah. So uh, so I think that's uh, – is there is there anything else you want to add before we, uh, before we close it out? I, I want to do one very short shout-out, and then I want to say something very profound. Um, okay. Shout-out. The shout out is, is I want to thank Paul and I want to thank Hobbs Q. Um, both of these people will probably eventually listen to the show. Um, and, and I think they're both wonderful individuals and they've helped me a lot in the last couple of years, just talking and mentoring. Um, so they're, 
they're both people that I look up to. And the thing that I want to say that's really profound is, oh, wait, no, it's not time to say that. I'm not sure. Do I say it's, it's, uh, hi, I'm Charles Feather, and I keep it fun or oh, fair that'll, or something that'll like be, that. That'll be after. That, that's not yet. Not yet. Okay, yeah, that's I'm, after I'm we're jumping, like I'm Twitter, your Facebook, ahead. and all so, that stuff. I'm sorry, everybody. Mm-hmm. I, I'm 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 messing things up on my very first show. Oh no no no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We'll fix it. Fix it in post. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm right. sure you will. <laughs> all right. Okay. So. In my best Sama impersonation. Uh, well, that's our episode for tonight. Join us next time when we talk about something or other. It'll, it'll probably be Unfinity release notes. You know, uh, now I'm forgetting how, how it goes. It's like, uh, don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And please give us a, a rating of five stars on iTunes. Uh, you can contact us at, g- at judgecast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook at judgecast or Twitter us at JudgeCast, uh, or check out our archive at www.judgecast.com. Till next time, I keep it fair. And I keep it going out to the wasteland with a book of law, taking it to, uh, I don't know, I forget. It's okay. Um, Just have fun.